0: A good poem first freezes you in its ability to recognize your deepest secrets and then warms you with its understanding and ability to heal. This is Sunil Bhandari and you are listening to Uncut Poetry. In the winter of our relationships, and she wondered how much of herself she could put out for him. She was effusive in her sharing, in her demands. She thought, if I couldn't give when and what I wanted, if I couldn't demand what and when I wanted, what then was love? But he'd grown slow, infinitesimally slow, in mirroring her reaffirmations of desire, till he seemed to be bobbing in the relationship. And she withdrew the way the sun dies in splendid evenings. So when he messaged, she replied in emojis or monosyllables. And when he called, she spoke with an endearment less. When he suggested coffee, she went and looked at him impassively. In the middle of summer, she made her own ice cave. She told herself, if he doesn't magnify my spirit, I will stand here in my ache, and if I have to freeze, let that be a lover's death. He didn't say a thing, but he let her be, glancing, and occasionally, he was too much in love with the summer air to realize the warmth going waste inside the ice cave. And like lovers often do, they wouldn't talk of truths. Instead, they waited for miracles. And like lovers often do, they wouldn't talk of truths. Instead, they waited for miracles. What is it about conversations that the ones most essential are the ones we avoid the most? With our anger or distress brimming over, are we afraid to show the power the other has over us to leave us with such vulnerability? Are we just frightened of the uncharted route the conversation might take? Are we afraid that however tenuous the fraught relationship, this was still one precious relationship? And why should we ruin it by cleaving it apart? Or are we simply afraid to face our own truths in the voices we still love or once loved dearly? I am personally afraid of strong reactions, of reactions which start at point A and then proceed to reach point Z in a rush, annihilating everything in their wake conversations have often turned to slugging matches and invariably resulted in arteries of our inner being being torn into shreds. So many of my conversations have got completely emotionally wrought, where views are construed as accusations, where thoughts to resolve are taken as signs of intolerance, where everything ends with the words, you hate what I say and think and do, I will just withdraw into myself and not utter a word again. Conversations seeking reconciliations have ended in more distances. What do we do to have conversations which bring us closer, to have distrust change into trust and our relationship to then build on that, to see honest feedback about the other's characteristics, not as things we dislike but as the desire of a loved one to help the other. I have realized that the depth of a relationship doesn't have a natural correlation with its width. Often the longest bonds are deep in habit and shallow in their richness. It is not a question of seeing each other's best and worst and knowing each other inside out, but a simple question of respect. When you try to understand what the other means to say, when you try to know what makes the other do what they do, when you have faith enough to know that listening and absorbing are more difficult but more rewarding than merely reacting. The persistence of a bond is a miracle, but seeking its depth with grace is a bigger one. This is Sunil Bhandari and you were listening to Uncut Poetry. Did you know that I've started a newsletter called The Uncuts? It's a weekly and it is full of grace and music and art and poetry. Get the link in the show notes. And did you like this episode? If you did, you must share it with someone you love. And why not follow Uncut Poetry on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Ghana, Geosavan, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode? See you next week.